Hey everyone, my name is Feng. I'm part of the team here at HDBB. Throughout the month of October, we looked at how to live life to the full. And this sermon series is not only happening here at English service, but the entire church is on this series as well, including the Mandarin service, CHTBB, HDBB Youth, and HDBB Campus. In the first week, we heard from Mark, life to the full is to be led by the Good Shepherd, Jesus. Then Stu spoke to us about how we flourish in an anxious age. Sheila spoke to us about overcoming burnout by going to Jesus and taking upon His yoke. Last week, Abel talked about living life to the full is to live for something beyond ourselves, to be salt and light. If you've missed any of this, um, you can always catch them up at HDBB's YouTube channel. Today, I'm going to speak to us about life to the full, a life of faith and obedience. To live a life of abundance requires us to have faith and obedience. They are like two sides of a pair of shoes. You, can have, you can't have one without the other. They go hand in hand. In this case, foot in foot. Not too long ago, I went to have hot pot or steamboat with some of my friends. The restaurant provided a very ugly looking apron. And you know, me being the stubborn one, or in Hokkien, we say kiang, uh, English, um, smart aleck. I thought, of course it was unnecessary for me to put them on. My friends put them on obediently, and I did not. I think you can guess what happened next. I had my first scoop. I dropped a huge fish ball on my, in my bowl filled with mala soup. The red soup splashed onto my white t-shirt. I never got to wear that t-shirt again. I learned my lesson to not have too much faith in myself. Instead, be obedient. Now we will look at a story in the Bible about a royal official who received life in abundance, not by having faith in himself, just like I did, but by having faith and obedience in Jesus. Reading from John 4, verse 43 to 54. After the two days, he left for Galilee. Now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they also had been there. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was leaving. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time in which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. It is already hard enough 
to obey even when we clearly know that obedience will lead to a good outcome for us. Such as in my case, if I would have put on that apron, I would still be wearing my white t-shirt. How much more difficult is it then to obey when it does not make sense? It requires a lot of faith. In a passage we read earlier, we see that it really does not make sense for the royal official to obey Jesus. But he did, and his son lived. My first point, life to the full, a life of faith. Let me give you a little background of this official we've just read. This man was believed to be an officer in Herod's court. Herod was the king of Galilee at that time. That makes this man a very powerful man, a man with status. Though he was a person of significant status, it did not exempt him from tragedies of life, such as his son falling sick and his son at the brink of death. This man was so desperate that he went from Capernaum to Cana to look for Jesus. He traveled 17 miles, about 27 kilometers to see Jesus. It's equivalent to Bukit Bintang to Putrajaya. He probably traveled by foot. It was definitely not a short journey. And given Israel's terrain then, it probably took him days to get there. He probably had heard what Jesus did during the recent Passover um, and believed that Jesus is a miracle worker. And his request to ask Jesus to go back with him to Capernaum to heal his sick and dying son with no guarantee that Jesus will go with him or heal his son. What great faith. However, we read in verse 47, Jesus replied, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. So in return, Jesus rebuked the official. Why? Why would Jesus do that? Isn't his faith enough? Well, apparently, according to Jesus, there is more to his faith. And Jesus wants to bring that out of him. Though the official approached Jesus with the conviction that Jesus could heal, Jesus is a miracle worker, he did not yet understand that Jesus is God by nature. Otherwise, he would have believed that Jesus could heal from a distance as well. What Jesus wanted to give to this official was more than healing of his son, but a genuine faith. A faith that believed Jesus is God, so the official can be saved as well. Following Jesus' rebuke, the official was neither discouraged nor did he give up asking Jesus to go with him. He, he asked a second time. He said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Another translation uses the word Lord. The man's faith has definitely progressed from believing Jesus as a wonder worker to perhaps God? Well, this asking in itself is all that Jesus apparently wanted. And happily, it is what Jesus now gets from the official. Not a demand for Jesus' help, not a proof of merit, but just the simple but persistent ask to his Lord. Still, Jesus did not comply with the official's request to go with him to Capernaum. 
Imagine with me, if you are the royal official, you are a man of status, you travel all this distance, 17 miles by foot, you ask a carpenter or a miracle worker to heal your dying son, you even call him Lord. What did you get? In verse 50, Jesus said, go. All you got was go? Jesus, you're not even going to come with me and take a look at my son? He asked Jesus to come, but Jesus replied with, go. I would have been furious if I was this official. I would have used the off with his head card if I was this official. Well, I always wanted to say that. But Jesus didn't stop at go. Attached to the command go was the assurance or the promise that your son will live. The live here in Greek is z. It's present tense. It means lives. Therefore, at Jesus' word, the official son immediately receives present tense life. And this is true. As we read in verse 52, when he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. Therefore, at Jesus' word, life entered into the son of the official and he lives. In fact, we all can have this life as well. Because in Jesus' word, in John 10 verse 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That we may have life to the full. But will you have the faith to believe that you can have this abundant life? What was the official's response to go, your son will live, even before knowing that his son was already healed? In verse 50, the man took Jesus at his word and departed. This brings me to my second point, life to the full, a life of obedience. This man's obedience is pointed out in two ways. First, because he believed what Jesus said. And second, because he obeyed Christ's instruction to go, so he departed for home. His obedience led to more than just the healing of his son. The obedience of the official healed more than one soul. In fact, it healed multiple souls. His sons, the official himself, and his entire household. Upon finding out the exact time his son was healed, coincides with the time of grace, he is saved along with his entire household. He chose the path of obedience to go as Jesus commanded him, even before he could confirm that Jesus had healed his son. His obedience caused his faith to grow and to be perfected. Just as Hebrews 12 says, Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. A faith far different from his initial encounter with Jesus. A family friend of mine caught COVID two years ago when COVID just landed in Malaysia. She's a lady in her 60s with numerous medical conditions. At that time, there were no vaccines and medical practitioners had no clue on treating COVID patients and COVID was fatal. 
She ended up being put in the ICU for more than 45 days and had to be sedated and intubated. Her lungs had given up on her. Doctors had given up hope and were just preparing for the worst. However, her friends and church members believed that the Lord wanted to heal her and they obediently prayed for her. After more than a month, she started breathing on her own again. She slowly recovered and eventually was discharged from the hospital. It was an absolute miracle. In this case, Jesus worked through the faith and obedience of the people who prayed for this lady. God can do amazing things and bring forth life through our faith and obedience more than we can imagine. Similarly, in the official's case, Jesus performed more than just a healing work. For the official, Jesus produced in him an unaccustomed faith. And for his son, he was rescued from bodily death. And for the official and his entire household, salvation, as they believe that Jesus is God. Sometimes in our journey of faith, it is easier said than done to have faith. Just as in the Gospel of Mark, a father cried out to Jesus to heal his son who was possessed by an impure spirit. This father said in Mark 9 verse 24, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. There are times we sincerely want to believe, but we simply cannot find the strength to do so. The antidote is obedience. Obeying even when we do not see or fully believe will cause our faith to grow just as the official took Jesus at his word, perhaps not having full confidence or a perfect faith, he still chose to take that first step to depart for home. And in verse 51, we read, while he was still on the way, his servants had met him with the news that his boy was leaving. We may not hear or see the good news of God's promises being fulfilled in our lives yet. Perhaps we are still on the way, but God is already at work. We need to be on our way in the path of obedience to see and hear this good news for ourselves. This story also serves as a gentle reminder that God knows exactly what we need and what is good for us to live an abundant life. Often He does not comply with our prayers according to every detail we have asked or hoped for but he goes to work in an unexpected way. Matthew 7 verse 9 to 11 states, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, and how much more your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. Jesus knows exactly what we need individually to have life to the full. Just as the story unfolds, Jesus knew that the official needed more than just a healing miracle for his son. He needed faith in Jesus and salvation for himself and his family. Therefore, Jesus did not answer his prayer immediately or according to his request. Jesus did not go with him, but gave him far more than he could ever ask or imagine. So today, if you like the official, you are desperate for help. You are, the, you are at the end of your rope. You want Jesus to come into your life, help you, heal you, 
or do something for you, but you have never asked Jesus for help, you can do so today. He is more than willing to help. In fact, He wants to give you more than you ask for. He wants to give you an abundant and eternal life. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your life to help you, you can pray this simple prayer with me. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and for dying on the cross for me so I can have life. Sorry for the things I've done and my unbelief. Please come into my life now and be my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. And if you have been praying for help to Jesus, but you are struggling to have faith that He will help you or to be obedient to do what He has asked you to do, know that Jesus loves you and He has your best interest at heart. And I would like to pray for you today. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. May you fill us today. Fill us also with faith to believe and to obey even when it doesn't make sense. Give us strength to look to you, to believe and to obey. Help us to know that you love us and all that you have for us is good, even better than we can ask or imagine, so we can live life to the full. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.